Welcome to Second Act Pit Pros. I'm your host, Erin, a certified functional aging specialist, and this is the podcast where I highlight the vibrant and active lives of health and fitness professionals over 50. This is the show for those who believe that age is just a number and that life's work is far from over when you hit the half century mark. I'll talk to inspiring individuals who have a passion for health and create a second act career in health and fitness. So whether you're approaching 50 or already well into your second act, join me as I explore the possibilities and opportunities in the health and fitness field. I'm speaking with Marla Mulkey. She's a certified health coach and graduate of the Institute of Integrated Nutrition and has a passion for wellness. Her philosophy is that our bodies have the natural capacity to heal and will do so with optimal nutrition and lifestyle. Marla, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. I got to know you because you had attended one of my online classes I was teaching and we were corresponding after the class and you mentioned that you were a health coach. I've been wanting to interview more health coaches and you kindly accepted my offer to be interviewed on this podcast. So thank you. Thank Um, you. Of course. Tell me a little bit about your health coaching practice and what drew you to health coaching. Well, I am an integrative nutrition health coach. So I help women in midlife boost their energy, balance their blood sugar and lose weight without dieting so they can live a life full of vitality. Mm. And I got into health coaching a roundabout way, but um, I absolutely love it. It is a career after other careers. And um, I'm just drawn to health and wellness as a priority, you know, and you realize when you focus on it, you're happier and healthier and feel better about each day. So as I get older, I appreciate it more and more. Yeah. How long have you been doing this for? About three years now, not that long. Um, I got into it, well, for various reasons. Shall I go into that now? Sure, yeah. Um, What happened was my daughter, who's now almost 30, um, most of her life suffered from skin issues. And so she had lots of trouble with getting enough help and the right help. And we went to traditional doctors for years and we thought it was all under control. And then when she came home from college, almost the the week after, she started developing all these kind of scary issues. So I, we went to what traditional Western doctors, they were well-meaning did their job, but I started looking into holistic health at that point, thinking, what can I do for her? Because it's just not enough. And we're repeating the same things. Well, it turns out that all those things that she was doing, steroid creams and um, antibiotics long-term for a month at a time, were all helping her on the outside, but we're thrashing her gut. So Her mama took action, went to work on it. And I discovered just small practical things that she could do, which were helpful, but she was still in the midst of life as a young person. So I started doing things for myself. And um, most of the doctors that I were following were part of a program, Institute for Integrative Nutrition, IIN. Mm -hmm. 
And so in that, I heard of that program. I thought, oh, I kind of watched it for a couple of years. And the doctors that I was following were all in this program. So I just loved it and um, ended up taking the program and um, just loving it. So I took it really for my own health and my daughter's health and the health of my family, of course. Um, but in the long run, I ended up doing it because I ended up helping friends who said, I'll keep working with you. And I said, well, what if I charged? I would pay for it. So then when COVID hit, boom, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pursue it. And I've had clients ever since. Um, so it's made it fun. I'm passionate about learning about it and growing. And um, yeah, I, I love it. I love helping people. That's wonderful. Yeah. So um, the training program, how, tell me a little bit about that. Like how long was it and what kind of things did you learn? It's a year long program. Um, I believe you can do it in six months. They, you know, if you do it full time, but I took the year program at the time I was working at Stanford university in the alumni center. And just kind of doing it part-time, as I said, to kind of help my family. And um, But what you learn is just all the different food choices that people have, all the different diets. Um, it's very focused on bio-individuals, so they don't push any one particular food plan or way of eating. Because we all know people who are perfectly healthy on one side of the spectrum as vegans, and then the other side of the spectrum is maybe just carnivores. So, and everything in between. So they focus on that. And they also break it down into primary food and secondary food. And they focus on primary food being your lifestyle. Maybe there's 12 different areas that are focused on. And I take that up in my practice as well. It's like, where are you happiest in your home environment, home cooking, spirituality, exercise, um, sleep, all those different things that make a happy, productive life. So they focus on that. And um, I loved it. I just really felt like they were on the right path. Mm -hmm. So what does your coaching practice look like now? How many clients do you work with? Do you do it online? Yes, I do it all online. Um, what I do is I have a couple of calls up front um, before I take on a client. So I make sure that they're motivated and that I feel like I can help them, right? Because those two pieces have to be put together. So um but when we decide that there's a match, they have a problem, either they're bloated or stuck in something or feel terribly like they're confused by all the food choices out there. And so diets, quote unquote, I see if I can take them from that to what they're really looking for. No food restrictions, eating what they want, but learning how to do that. Um, feeling having more energy. I really focus on blood sugar. I have um, 
two clients right now and a couple of clients in what I call my back end or a VIP program who continue on. And um, so it's uh, that's where I got stuck. So it's one on one um, with clients weekly. And then I also provide modules and um, resources for further reading. So mm. it's much like a blog, actually, because what I'm doing is I give like, it's about a 30 minute on average, some are a little shorter, some are a little longer on topics like nutrition, but boiling that down into macronutrients or um, blood sugar. Um, I work a lot with blood sugar because that affects everything. And people don't always know that they kind of associate it with diabetes. So we work on topics like that. And I just take them through. Each program is pretty individual. Some people have trouble moving. Others have trouble with food. Others have trouble with all of that. So it just kind of depends. It always starts with nutrition and overall lifestyle. And then we kind of zero in on where, where they need help. And more than that, accountability, mm -hmm. you know, just supporting them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, it sounds like you found some of your first clients with just your friends and the people that you knew it, did it kind of grow from word of mouth or mouth or how have you been finding new clients and growing your business? Yeah, My first client was because I did to graduate from IAN, you have tests and you have some Oops, you have to jump through, so to speak. Um, but one thing I had to do, health histories. So, of course, I wasn't thinking about health coaching at the time. So I just asked anybody who was willing to do it. And my friend said, yes, I'll continue. I'd love to, to do this, as I mentioned earlier. And so worked with her. She had such good success. But then I started doing a monthly email. I got a client from that. I did talks. I got a couple clients from that. Um, that those were more with women's organizations and um, an alumni group. Um, so they all kind of were like friends of friends or acquaintances or people that were in my circle. So right now, that's my big, um, gosh, challenge, I guess I could say, because I really want to grow from this and expand my practice. So I have a couple of things that I'm planning for June that will, I think, help promote too and get, get the word out there. Okay. What's your future vision for your business? Where would you like to be? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would like to have clients enough clients to feel like it's a business, but not too many. I guess I'm a little leery of that because I have such a personal connection with each one and um, I depend on that. But I would like to be more outside of the Bay Area, which is where I live. And um, really just to have my voice out there to know that I can help people. It's kind of, that's kind of a hard one for me because marketing is not my spiel. And it's, that's, that's 
going out on a limb. I'm more one-on-one. But my vision is really just to have fun with it, to help people and continue learning because I'm going to continue learning no matter what, right? No matter if I have 40 clients or if I have two, which I think probably around 10 clients is probably what I would aim for. Okay. How many are you working with right now? I I have two. Okay. um, That I have some on the back burner and yeah. So that's where I'm trying to grow it. Um, So how many hours do you feel like you put into this? I mean, there's always more time than just the coaching side. Like what would, how much time do you feel like you commit to this weekly? Um, I think, gosh, it's kind of a hard question because I do it. I study and research all the time. I'm always listening to health podcasts and different varying viewpoints. And um, I feel like there's not enough time to learn everything I want to, or that's what's offered out there. So um, I that would be really hard for me to quantify. Um, I mostly work with my clients two days a week. I have just started now that the school year, quote unquote, has finished. I've started saying, okay, I want to market a little bit more and put myself out there as much as mm-hmm. hard for me. I need to do it this summer and get going. So like I'm doing a challenge mid-June on a sugar detox challenge, five days, it's free. And so I'm putting time, I put the whole day yesterday into that. And that's what I mentioned I was making videos for. So I'll send people who sign up, I'll send videos um, for each day to encourage them and give them more information. They're short, but mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm doing that. And gosh, I just think for me, it's kind of around the clock thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I try to stop working any type of work at night and spend with my husband and my kids if they're around. But, um, but yeah, it's yeah, pretty much part of my life. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it definitely is. So it sounds like you're spending a lot of time doing continuing learning and education on this. Are there resources that you've found, whether they're podcasts, books, or people online that you found to be pretty credible that you would recommend to people that are interested in getting into this? Yes, definitely. Um, I really like detox information from Mark Hyman. He has many books out, Dr. Mike Mark Hyman. I love Drew Perowitz's podcast. I think he's excellent at bringing out both sides of the equation and not just always siding with whoever he's interviewing. I found them to be um, very good. And he does partner with Dr. Mark Hyman, Hmm. although they have separate podcasts. So I'm not sure about the alignment there, but um, they are friends and they are uh, colleagues to some degree. For blood sugar, I really like the glucose goddess with Jesse Ashauspe, and she just has a new book out. There's so many. I like Rob Wolf. He's more of a paleo guy. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of people who, um, women who deal with women in menopause or after. And the relation to Alzheimer's and keeping your brain healthy. 
I like Dr. Amen. I mean, I could go on and on. Okay. Oh, Aaron. No. Well, but, feel free to send yeah. me a list. I, I, I'm writing these down because I do like to put in the show notes the things that you reference in here. So, um, yeah, women in menopause is a, is a big one in the Alzheimer's. It's really big. Very yeah. interesting. Is there one piece of education that you feel like you are that you feel like people are really misinformed about in regards to nutrition? I don't know if you found like some trends and where you feel like people are maybe misguided or there's not enough education around. Yes. Um, I think I mentioned earlier, blood sugar, it's really important to me. And people think it just, maybe they're getting more educated on it, but the general public, I think, you know, just associates blood sugar, glucose, insulin with diabetes, when in fact, it's, a foundation for inflammation and many chronic diseases. If you spike your blood glucose so much, Um, sugar is also a favorite food of cancer, which we have, you know, a huge amount, too much cancer right now in our society and the people we love. So I think working on that is really important. Another myth that comes to mind that's really a big one is that, and this plays right into what you do, some women think they're heavy, they're too heavy, and maybe they are a bit overweight. But there is a Dr. Gabrielle Lyons who really is into muscle and protein as we age. And she says, we're not fat, we're just, or over fat, we're under muscled. So she's all into building muscle. I love that so much. (laughs) Yes. And muscle is the organ of longevity. So it's another reason to add protein, not, I, I say carbs, but when I say carbs, I'm talking about packaged and processed carbs, not whole food carbs, right? Those are good for you. So there's a lot of education that goes around that and food labeling and yeah, I could go on and on. Yes. Yeah. So what is your clientele? Like, do you target, it sounds like you target women specifically in midlife. Like what's kind of your ideal clientele? I do because that's really what I've been exposed to mm-hmm. during COVID, you know, it was very limited and that's, I started my business just before that. So um, I'm kind of just getting out there again, but that's who I've been exposed to. Women's groups, um, when they hear it's about weight, um, you know, and, and food, I think a lot of people are confused about that. So that's mostly who I've been exposed to. I'm not against having a man come in, but I would look at different things, right? Mm-hmm. And um, their diet may be different. It may not. Um and I use the word diet loosely, I'd rather say food choices Mm -hmm. and meal planning, you know, just um, getting more specific because diet has such a crazy connotation, right? People think it's this specific thing. And that's one thing I'd really like to make clear too, is I really don't focus on restricting food. I focus on educating people so that their food choices are more balanced so that they can have the food they want. 
Mm. Right. And of course, we're not going to eat dessert every meal. But at the same time, I would never want to deprive people. I'd rather replace it or um, have them eat it at a time that's specifically going to keep their blood sugar balanced and keep them, their mood stable and their energy stable. Um, So it's really a matter of kind of shifting things around versus saying you're going to, you have to eat a certain way because then they leave me and they just go right back to where they were, you know? So I'm really looking, and that's a good point I should make. I'm really looking at an identity change, not just, not just a food change or an exercise change, but Mm. shifting their identity from feeling like I don't feel great, but I'm okay. And I'm overall happy to shifting their identity to I am a healthy person. And I feel good. And I'm going to continue this. This is the lifestyle that I'm going to carry with me. It's not just, you know, a program with Marla. That is such a great point. Uh, the identity part. Have you ever read the book Atomic Habits? I have it. Okay. I, I can't. James Clear is the author. James Clear. And he talks about that identity that once you identify yourself as whatever it is, healthy person, weightlifter, runner, you do behaviors that add to your identity. So what do you do to help people adopt that identity? Well, I think it's a really slow shift. I think it's not asking too much of people. Um, What I really try to do is meet people where they're at because they have to be, first of all, I mentioned they have to be motivated, right? To, to learn and grow. They have to have a growth mindset, which is another good book, Growth Mindset by yes. Carol Dweck. Do you know that one? Yes. Um, but they have to have a growth mindset to be open. But I really try to make small shifts, but daily. And Atomic Habits, and also there's another good habit book by BJ Fogg from Stanford. And it's called Tiny Habits. And it focuses, and this is what I follow, it focuses on making such small shifts that they're, they're just not a big deal. But over time, they make a huge difference. You know, and it's a good example, and you hear this all the time, is January 1st, people make these, I'm going to do this, I'm, you know, their resolutions. And then a week, two weeks, three weeks, maybe if they're lucky, a month or two or three they kind of fizzle out because they've attempted too much. So I really go for small shifts. I even encourage one person just getting to the gym and touching the door <laughs> or walk, yes. walking down the block. I mean, it doesn't matter because it's, it's something they can do without saying, oh, I have to go exercise, right? Especially if they're out of shape or haven't exercised. And again, that's why I like your program so much. It's very incremental. You're taking these small functional steps to make yourself move in positions that you're going to need to keep moving as you age, right? Right. So habits, I don't look at making big changes, but because we're meeting weekly, you can make small changes. And if they're having trouble with one, you know, we shift it. How can we make it practical for you? in your lifestyle. 
Mm-hmm. And people seem to appreciate that and respond to it a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a, just a more realistic approach. I think James Clear says like the two minute rule or something like that, something that you can do in two minutes or less. So it doesn't seem yeah. like a big daunting task to make a complete turnaround in your diet or exercise program. Exactly. Or another one is habit stacking. So if you have your vitamins right next to your water Mm -hmm. and you always drink water in the morning or you have, um, or you want to drink water and you have your medicine you have to take, right? It's, it's a really good thing. Yeah. But what do you love most about what you're doing right now? I like to see change in myself and I like to see change working with other people. And I, I say myself, maybe I shouldn't put that first, but it's kind of a result when I see other people making changes and feeling better about themselves and learning and um, they'll text me and with a label and say, you know, look at this. Can you believe this food product? There's nothing on it I can even say, let alone understand or know what it is. It's really the result I get from helping other people. It's And I find myself eating better and I find myself moving better and trying new things. That's how I found your class, right? I'm looking to help others, but I think, okay, if I like it, then they're probably going to like it too. Mm-hmm. So I can offer it. Yeah. You know, I love that. It's, and it sounds like you had alluded to that you were doing something different. You said you were working at Stanford. So did you have a completely different career before? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, so I was trained, I'll try to shorten this, but I was trained as a teacher. So I taught for three years right out of college. My have my uh, master's in education, um, bachelor's and master's in education. And then I, I was just about to get tenured for teaching and they laid off everybody at that stage. They said, the district said they didn't have money to tenure the teachers. So all the teachers that were super close got laid off and I got a job in high tech teaching. It was just a stroke of, of good luck Um, because 10 days later, they reinstated the teachers and I left. So my school was upset, but I'm like, I need to have stability. I can't, you know, I'm just out of college. I've given my teaching years to the school and I know it wasn't their fault. But anyways, so I got into high tech in the early days and they completely trained me because at that time, it was in the 80s, that time they didn't have trained people in computer science like they have now right so they just were looking for good people is quote unquote what they told me who they could train so i worked almost 15 years in high tech and learned computers which i still use and am super happy and then i when i had my kids i worked part time for pete's brewing company which was a pete's wicked ale which was a microbrew just in the corporate headquarters i did that as his personal assistant for a while. And then I worked at Stanford University in the Alumni Center doing events and kind of like informational person for the Alumni Center, which was really fun. I loved it. It's just down the street from me. So it's really close. Okay. 
So it seems completely different from what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Have you been able to adopt some of those skills, experiences that you've had and apply them to what you're doing now? And what does that look like? Absolutely. Um, I would say probably the biggest thing is imparting knowledge and problem solving. Um, I think you have to, as a teacher, especially, and in customer service, well, any sales position at all. And I was always assisting salespeople, even as an engineer, if they trained me as a sales engineer, um, you're reading people, right? How can you help them? How can you take them to the next step? So um, I would say leadership, I've been in volunteer organizations, team player is an important one. Mm-hmm. But I, I think those are the main ones, problem solving, imparting knowledge, listening and respecting others, um, being a team player, teamwork. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like it's helped me immensely and in confidence, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. your confidence yeah. to go into new situations and except for podcasts, <laughs> learn new things. <laughs> yes. Uh, if anyone was interested in doing what you're doing and interested in pursuing health coaching, is there any advice that you would give them? I would tell them to look at the program where I was at Institute for Integrative Nutrition. It's the oldest and largest um, health coaching program in the world, really has the largest global presence. Um, I would say you have to have a passion for health because it's and wellness because it's always changing right? And health is for your body, but wellness is really for your entire being. So you kind of have to look at the whole person and be willing to really kind of dedicate yourself to helping them, right? Because it's, you can't just tell people, you really have to understand them and come alongside them. So um, I would say to have a passion for that and continual learning. Mm-hmm. Maybe I already said that, but continual yeah. learning is super important because everything is changing. And sometimes I think that's a benefit even over people that are in school programs because um, the medical profession, as wonderful and as well-trained and as fabulous as they are, there's still it takes a long time for changes to take effect. If you're looking at health and wellness and you have trusted people, you can really pivot on a dime. I mean, I talked to diabetic nurses and told them these formulas that I have for checking to see if people have insulin resistance, which is a whole another aspect of blood sugar and a a foundation for chronic disease. And they'll go, oh, no, I'd never heard of that, but it makes sense. And And that's something you can just look at somebody's labs and they can look at it themselves and figure out, oh, there's something I need to change because that's showing me there's an issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So if people are interested in looking at your work, is there a place that they can find you? You talked about your sugar detox. Is there a um, place that people can see what you're doing? Yes. It's healthcoachmarla.com. Or and or they can look at free five day sugar detox challenge 
if they're interested in the challenge. And um, I think those are probably the two best places. Or contact you via your website, correct? Could they do that too? That's probably the best thing. Okay. Um, Before we sign off, is there anything else you wanted to mention about this career field that we didn't touch on or um, you'd want to mention to people aspiring for this? I think the only thing is just to say that your health is the most important thing that you have. And we know this, but I mean, I'm guilty of this too. We still forget. We still, you know, we still go about our daily business being aware of some things, but totally unaware of other small changes that we can make. So I think, I think just to encourage people to kind of take a look at themselves and, and, um, look for growth in themselves where they can grow or change and just look at their overall health. I know that doesn't sound very profound, but it really is true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This has been great, Marla. I have really loved learning everything that you're doing and I'm excited to put this out there. I think this is going to be really interesting for people. I've heard of the, the place that you got trained from integrative nutrition. I've just Mm -hmm. never had a chance to talk to anybody that went through that program. So I was interested in learning more about that. And it sounds like a really interesting. It's really good. It's really, it's, it's great. I mean, I've seen all kinds of people. I went into it again for my family, not Mm -hmm. intending to become a health coach at all. And in fact, when I did my health history and um, this gal said she wanted to work with me, I thought, oh, that's right. They have free business cards. And today is the last day. And I just kind of ignored it because I wasn't going to need business cards. And I went, signed up for business cards. That's, I mean, that's how much serendipity was involved. Wow. You know, it was, yeah. Oh, so, that's great. I love that. Yeah. And I would recommend the program if you're interested, just for anybody who's interested in their health, you don't have to become a health coach, like I said. Right. Like I said, this has been wonderful, Marla. I really appreciate your time. You're so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Thank you you for doing this. Thanks for listening to Second Act Fit Pros. If you are in your second act and interested in pursuing a career in health and fitness, join the Second Act Fit Pros LinkedIn group. A link to the group is in the show description. You can also email me at secondactfitpros at gmail.com. I'd love to connect with you. If you are a health and fitness professional over 50, I'd love to hear from you as well. Email me at secondactfitpros at gmail.com.